Hey, thanks for tuning in to Conversations with Brett. You may wonder what I'm doing. It's draft week, baby. Tune in all this week to see draft content Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Find out who's the NFL Iron Man. Find out who almost was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. You may even see one of your favorite players. Conversations with Brent. Draft Week Special. We're leading up to the draft and you hear about guys taking visits and they get 30 visits and this team and that team. Well, we're going to talk to somebody that knows the behind the scenes of that. Terry, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's a pleasure to speak with you, Brent, pertaining to coming into this uh, big week of next week for the NFL's draft. And there's a lot of great things we can speak about and represent players in the NFL going into the draft. Uh, I'm just as nervous as they are because getting to know them and family and everybody, and then you feel like they put their life in your hands. That's why they hired you to represent them. Right. And so what's this week like as an agent? Because, you know, like you said, you spent time getting to know them, the families. Uh, I'm quite sure you filled in calls and stuff from all kind of teams. So what's it like for an agent this week before? Well, the week before, you're doing all your resources of, of, of talking with teams, talking with uh, general managers, talking with different people, looking where they pick, they're looking to be picked at, what their needs probably would be. You're going to have a lot of things going on before and during the draft, which is trades being made. So normally those situations come down where you might think a player or a team needs a quarterback. You might go and get a trade a veteran quarterback in a trade, and then he might end up picking a defensive player or something else. And uh, you have your guys sit there coming into the draft thinking that they're going to pick him and uh, thinking that uh, it's going to be a potential where he might be, uh, let's say, Atlanta Falcons or let's say uh, Oakland Raiders or whatever. And uh, and then all of a sudden things change up. And uh, so now you got to look at, okay, wow, you know, now we fall in the draft. Uh, because of the fact that we're probably thinking to go at that pick. But, of course, mm -hmm. you just got to remember, it don't matter where you get picked in the draft, it's all about what you do when you get there on the field of play because, you know, coming in as a rookie, a lot of things take place, and then you go out there and show what you can do. Yeah, it's amazing, man. We were talking with um some guys that they'll see later in these series that, you know, a team will call them and say, we're going to pick you next, and then they don't. And you go visit all these teams, and the one team you didn't visit is the one that drafts you. I, I know that stuff can be a little nerve-wracking. How, do, how does an agent navigate that when you got 30 teams trying to get your guy in for a visit? Well, you got to look at the team that you think that is most needed for that player. Every team is important coming into the draft because of the fact that you never know what the changes can be up during the draft, you know. Basically, some teams are not going to tell you what they're going to do. They're talking to you as though, why would they tell you when another team thinking that they're going to get you? Then they might, the other team might try to end up going up there. So information is something that they don't really let leak out there. And that's why they don't let you know who they're going to pick. They'll tell you that, but they're not sure what they're going to do up until the drive happens. And like we were saying, uh, and some of the guests I've spoken with, the only team that knows who they're going to pick right now is the Carolina Panthers. That's it. Well, I, and they know they're looking to get a quarterback where they don't know what player they're going to pick at this point. They might know, but we don't know. 
you right. know, because you keep hearing different things. Bryce Young, then you're hearing Straub from Ohio State. So right now, they, you know, we don't know that. It can be somebody totally different, unex- unexpected. So we know they need a quarterback. So that's all right. we can say. Yeah, so they, like you said, they know. But after that, man, this this year, I think like any other year, there's so many different uh, scenarios of how this draft can play out. It's, it's just going to be exciting to watch. Definitely, without a question. It's a lot of things that can just change the whole mind of people out there. Guys might go higher than expected, uh, and then that guy's going lower than they not expect to go as low as they went. So, you know, it's just like, Players just don't know what can happen because right now, nothing's set in stone until you're picked. Yeah, definitely. Well, Terry, man, I greatly appreciate it uh, joining this draft special. We'll have to schedule some time and uh, dig a little deeper into the man, the myth, the legend, Terry Bolar. How about that one day? Well, well, I want to thank you for that, Brent. Anything that I can do to help you, I hope all this was a help to you. And uh, God is good, and it's good yes, to know a good is. man. Such as yourself. And I know that this is very important to talk with me. And I love to talk to you anytime you need me. All right. Sounds good, Terry. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. As we continue our draft day special, with the fifth pick of the 2000 NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens select running back Jamal Lewis, University of Tennessee. What was that day like for you, man? Oh, man, it was awesome. I was uh, at home, you know, with all my family, and I did not go to New York. I did not know what was going to happen. But it was one of them days where, you know, I didn't know where I was going to fall or whatever. But, you know, family around me, my mom, my dad, uh, just everybody, you know. So and getting that call, you know, uh, I think my cousin called first. um, (laughs) So we had to hang up on him. Um, And then all of a sudden we ended up getting that call from – from uh, from from uh, it was Ozzy. Ozzy called first. Okay. And when I was in the when I was in his office when they was you know doing the team visits and stuff, he asked me. He you know he said what sets you apart? What sets you different? You know. And I told him I said well if I'm drafted to come to the Ravens I'll be as good or better than the best backs in the AFC. Right. And he he made me repeat that. When my agent gave me the phone and he said, hey, I just want you to know that, you know, we're about to take you with our fifth pick. And uh, here's here's Art Modell. And I jumped on the phone with him. And that was, you know, I was always a Jim Brown fan, you know, you know, so uh, Art Modell, Jim Brown, their relationship and everything else. Being that he was the owner of the Browns at one time, you know, whatever it was just. It was it was awesome to be picked by them, you know. Uh, so it was a uh, it was a hell of a day, man. I didn't I didn't stay at home and watch the rest of the draft, but uh, no. I think I was walking around Linden's Mall by the time they got to pick <laughs> number eight. <laughs> they say at that point it was like nothing else needed to be said or done. Yeah, it. It, it, it's done, but it's not done. It's time to go to work, you know. Yes. Uh, so that was the next thing. Hey, what time? When, when do I got to go to Baltimore? And uh, and that's when it all that's when the journey that's when the journey started. And so, I'm quite sure you was the first running back pick that year. Were you projected to go that high, or was it just no? Okay. No, I was definitely not projected to go that high. Uh, we had a lot of running backs that that were that were in the first two rounds. Um, oh. but yeah, in the first two rounds. Um, so it was a, a great class of running backs, but. 
you know, I played 25 games in college. Uh, I was injured most of my, my, my sophomore year. I left early as a junior. Um, so who knew where I would fall? Uh, but when I went and I ran a four, three, eight, 40, Oh, wow. At a forty and a half, at a forty and a half is vertical. I think that took my stock all the way up, and really separated me from Deron Danes, Deshaun Alexander's, you know, and those guys. Right. So when you, how much were you weighing when you ran the four three eight? I was two thirty, two thirty one to be exact. Two thirty one. That's a lot of speed and a lot of man coming at you at that speed. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know at the combine. I know at the combine I was about two forty, okay. and I wasn't running at the combine. I was just going right. to lift. So I can remember getting up on the on the. Uh, I remember getting up on the. Uh, I remember getting up on the stage, and they was doing our weight. They were doing our weight, and as soon as I jumped up there, and it said two forty, the whole room just said ooh. <laughs> so I was like, man. So it's crazy because I ended up talking to. Didn't know at the time my future running back coach, which is Coach Simon, and okay. I'm talking to him, and he said, "Hey, he said, uh, he said, hey, you know, two forty. He said, ooh, that's that's heavy." I said, "Well, I said, where you want me to be?" And he said, "You know, you you was about two thirty five. You know, you had your best years here at Tennessee, two thirty five. I said, well, I'll be two thirty one at my pro day, right. which was eight, which was eight days later. Oh wow! And and all of a sudden, when I showed up, I got on the scale." Uh, at, at, at the pro day, and the it said two thirty one, and I looked over there at, at Coach Simon, and I winked my eye at him, and I said, "I told you." And he told me, you know, after that, he said, "When you did that, I knew you was a man of your word, and that you know how bad you wanted it, and you was the player that we wanted." So that was uh, that was what's up. And so, what are you doing now? Uh, now I got a, I got two companies right now. One is uh, BioConnected. We do uh, store installations, so store resets, uh, which is like cross-merchandising, uh, moving product, you know, in departments. Uh, Lowe's is one of our biggest customers. So uh, we do a lot of work with Lowe's around the country and Total Wine. Uh, and then I also have Southeast Exhibits and Events, which is a trade show exhibit company. We are ex we're exhibit house where we fabricate and build trade show booths for companies going into a uh, trade show uh, conference. Okay. So, and if anybody needs trade show stuff, how can they get in touch with you? Because I believe in promoting each other. So, how can they get in touch with you if they have any banners, pop ups, anything like that? Oh, yeah. Any of that info, info at southeastexhibit.com. Southeastexhibit.com. Uh, info at southeastexhibit.com. And, uh, and our website is southeastexhibit.com as well. All right. Now make sure to put a link uh, on this episode so they can reach out. Well, Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate your time, bro. It's always been a pleasure just talking to you, getting to know you and hanging out and uh, continue much success to you. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on anytime. Yes, sir. We have the next pick in the 11th pick of the 2007 NFL Draft. The San Francisco 49ers select linebacker Patrick Willis, Ole Miss. What was that day like for you, man? Man, what a what a what a day. It was uh I tell you the day was was still it's still surreal, even after it's been long, uh long happened. Uh but it was really it was just so much 
leading up to it from the time since I was seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. um, everything that led up to it during the draft process. Uh, it was just a special day when they called my name. Now, where were you for the draft? You know, some guys are at home, some were uh, at a hotel or agents. At Did you go to New York or? Yeah, so I actually, uh, ESPN actually came to my house in, uh, in Brewston. So okay. the ESPN came to the house and I just give you a little backdrop of that day and how interesting that day was all together. So my uh, guardians um, at the time, my foster parents, mm-hmm. they were, I mean, my my Julie, uh, the guardian mom, she was like frantic because she was like, you know, she wanted the house to look perfect. Right. And look right. She couldn't, she couldn't really find, uh, and she had to find it. We had just had too long, I just got into, uh, we had just moved to a new place uh, uh, other than the one we had stayed in when we had just went and moved with them. Right. And so, anyway, she was trying to find the drapes. Uh, she couldn't, she was, oh my gosh, she was trying to find the perfect ones. She ended up getting these uh, curtains. She ended up getting the curtains for the living room and everything. And true story, when they called my name, when they called my name for the draft, uh, I never forget, everything was like, a, a, it was like an alignment because the hat that I had on, uh, the San Francisco, I had a San Francisco 49ers, Hat on. Uh, if you go back and watch the East 60 feet, you'll see when at the very end I put a hat on and it was a San Francisco hat. But what was significant about that San Francisco hat is San Francisco coached me in the senior bowl. They oh, wow. and, and a lot of people don't know that they didn't. Uh, I had 12 visits during that process, um, 12 teams to visit, and San Francisco wasn't one team that I uh, was a team that I did not visit. But at the senior bowl, uh, Chris, um, my guardian was walking out of the was walking out of the restroom. Nolan happened to be walking past him and just tossed him a hat. And so the hat that I had on on that draft day was the same hat that way back in January, Nolan just happened to toss to him. Mind you, I didn't have no visit with right. him throughout the whole process. They wouldn't even really. I almost went. They. I don't. I don't know if they was even really interested. So. That me wearing that hat, and then if you look, if they look real close, you can see the the drapes, um, the curtains, and the curtains were red and gold, like red and burgundy, kind of like wow. the same. They was really like the Reebok, the Reebok jersey, the old Reebok right. uh, jerseys. It was those same exact colors, and so it was just red. It was so much. Like it was just. I was, and I want to tell people that I'm a coincidence. I'm like, man, it's not coincidence. I see, I see the dots, and I'm like, wow. This is out of all the teams, and it was the one team that I despised growing up. I grew up with Cowboys, so it, again, that's what made this day just so so amazing. So many things were had aligned, and um, yeah, it was just a special day. So, but yeah, I was at home with with my family uh, um, that day. And, and you know, Pat, it's interesting you bring that part up, <clears throat> because a lot of times you hear, "Oh, they took thirty visits." And usually it's the one team that don't show no interest is the one that grabs you. And I, yeah. I think it's funny that that's your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, again, I, and it was, and I, and just to take, go a little bit further was, I was, uh, uh, I remember just saying to myself, like, man, 
there are a couple of teams during the process, you know, whether you were trying to find the agent and most importantly, you were looking for the financial advisor. When I was looking for a financial advisor, every time I met with one, they would give me, they would do the, they would do the two state, the two places that they would always use would be California and New York being like the highest tax brackets right. and all that. And I remember saying to myself on that day, I was like, oh, I don't know who's interested in me. But man, I just I don't want to go. I don't want to deal with no secretary bag drills. I, I probably, but I said this. I said I do not want to deal with no secretary bag drills because that week I had him in the senior bowl was brutal. I remember saying right. I don't want to deal with no no bag drills, and I also don't want to go anywhere where the taxes are absolutely crazy. And lo and behold, I got drafted to the guy who's a killer on the bag drills and where the taxes are some of the highest you have to pay in, 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 the, in the United States. So. Uh, interesting day. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, man, hey, we all know about your career. Uh, excellent career. Decided to walk away on your terms. I applaud you for that. And now, only thing I'm going to ask people is when Hall of Fame voting comes up again next year, make sure the fans put their uh, votes in for Pat. Man, you've been a great dude. Uh, once I met you, we became friends and Man, I just appreciate everything you've done for me, man. It's, it's definitely been uh, a blessing. Man, Brent, uh, back at you. Uh, I, I like to say, man, you are um, you are a reflection. Um, what you see in me is what I feel in you, and it's, it's a mutual uh, mutual feeling and very, very uh, honored to to know you. And, um, and the person I even got to know you through, um, even, even greater so. Again, I'm a type of person that I, I believe in when the paths cross, they cross for a reason. And and, um, and they did with us. And here we are many years later. And I'm um, just honest. So thank you for having me. Uh, most definitely, man. So thanks again for taking time out and uh, much continued success. Hey, back at you, Brent. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Brent, NFL's draft special. Today, we have the 13th pick of the 1998 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select linebacker to Keo Spikes from Auburn. Poor Eagle! What was yeah, that yeah, like yeah. You, man? What up, B, first of all? Uh, that day was... Listen, man, it's a lot of stories that happened within one day. But leading up to it, the anxiety, just like I was tired of interviewing, and I was finally ready for my name to be called. Um, I kind of knew I wasn't going to be a top five, top six pick, but I knew I could fall somewhere in between like six to ten as early, no okay. later than 15. And, man, bro, when, when my name was called by the commissioner, I felt like, it was a, 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 a childhood dream that came true due to me praying, me due to me putting in the work. Right. And like, man, I, I manifested all of that. You know, I put in all of the work, man. So when he called my name, I was like, finally, now it's time to go get it. I was ready for the next challenge. Now, one thing people don't understand about the draft, people will talk about, Oh, teams have 30 visits and this and that. And just from our relationship and being in this industry a little bit, we understand teams will be like, oh, if you're there, the next pick, we're going to pick you. And the next pick come and go, and you don't hear nothing from them. Did you have any similar experience with your draft day? 
I did, bro. Because um, at the number 12 pick, the Atlanta Falcons, they were picking. So at number 10, I think Fred Taylor got drafted to Jacksonville. I think so. And then I remember the phone ringing, and then it was the Atlanta Falcons. They called me and my agent, and they said, hey, if you're going to be there at 12, we're going to pick you. So I remember the number 12 pick came up, and I was like, oh, Lord, I'm about to be at the crib. Right. So, bro, so the commissioner said, with the 12th pick of the 1998 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select linebacker. I stand up. I'm like, yeah. And you can see, like, the TV, ESPN TVs behind me. Right. Linebacker of uh, Georgia Tech University. I was like, Georgia Tech? Keith Brooking. I was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I didn't know if I need to curse or not on that. But that's what I said on, on draft day, bro. Right. So I remember then after that happened, I was like, I looked at my agent and I was like, who got the next pick? Soon as I said that, the phone rung and it was Dick LeBeau from the Cincinnati Bengals. And he was like, how about a young fella? I just want to know you ready to be a Bengal because I'm about to get you. And I was like, absolutely, coach. And I promise you, we don't have some success. So that was the beginning stages of when I first became a Bengal. Good deal. Well, man, one day we'll do a full episode on the uh, life and times of the Renaissance man known as Takeo Spikes. But I just thank you for joining draft day and sharing your experience. And, um, one thing we got to do, we got to get on that next volume of Behind the Mask. So if you don't have your copy of Behind the Mask, I'll put a link where you can order the first edition and get ready for the second one. Absolutely, my brother. Absolutely. Hold All me right. to it. All right, man. Much love. Appreciate you. All good. As we continue, it happens to be another pick. In the first round, the 17th pick, of the 1998 NFL Draft, linebacker Brian Simmons, North Carolina. Bengals, who they? What was that day like, man? Um, man, we, we, you got to make me go back in my memory bank. There, that's a long time ago. But it, you know, it was just a, a, a culmination of a lot of hard work. Um, right. You know, a lot of people pouring a lot of energy and support into you. And, uh, you know, I, you, you know me, I'm a, I'm a laid back dude. So it was, you know, we, we stayed at the house and it was me okay. and my parents and uh, thing like my, uh, my, uh, my like peewee baseball coach, like one of the guys who was the first guy to ever coach me. And we just had a little small gathering and, you know, going into the draft, you, you think you got an idea about not necessarily where you're going, but kind of the range you're going right. in. And uh, going into it, I felt like I would be somewhere between like 10 and 20. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and a couple guys went before me, like Keith Brookin and and Takeo, obviously, and then Anthony Simmons went. Um, and then so you start looking and um, you're like, man, I don't know where, where I'm going to fall. Like, even though I wasn't out of the range where I thought, right. um, you know, back then, each pick teams had 15 minutes. So to to get to 17 felt like a date, you know what I mean? And you you sitting there, and, um, you know, just nervous about it. And 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 uh, you know, obviously the Bengals took Tequila with their first pick. So when pick 
16 come uh, the Titans take uh, uh, what was his name Kevin uh, Kevin Tyson I think uh, T- Dyson Kevin Dyson receiver the wide receiver yep yep yeah. so I automatically assume uh, he went at 16 I figured I couldn't go no earlier than 18 because I know the Bengals they just took a linebacker so right. they you know they're not going to take me um, and then I'm sitting there and then Coach Duffner calls me and uh, you know it says you know with the next pick you know, we're going to take you here at 17. And, uh, you know, you just was – one, you relieved that you don't have to wait anymore. Right. Because um, those 15 minutes per pick, they seem a long time. And, uh, you know, it was it was just more of a – for me, it was more of uh, – I was just going to go play football, and that's what I wanted to do. But for me, it was the joy of being able to finally uh, not only live my dream, but – to get paid to live my dreams so I can help my mom, so I could buy my mom a house, so I could buy my mom a car. Um, you know, my daughter Brianna was two at the time. So, you know, oh, now I know, I know I could take care of her, you know, right. um, because before that point, we were trying to figure it out, you know what I mean? And uh, so so those are the things that, uh, you know, that that's what I remember. Now, my, my, my wife or my soon-to-be wife, she was at her mother-in-law house right around, you know, because me and my wife from the same town. Right. And uh, so when I got picked, her mom went running out of the house down the street. (laughs) 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 And we still laugh about that. And then later on that evening, we just had a nice little cookout with family and friends. And and that was really the day, you know, just relieved at that point. Um, No big parties. I didn't ever want to, I wasn't one of the guys, I didn't want to set myself up. Right. You guys have parties and, and that pick don't go the way you you thought it was, and they sitting there with that long face. I'm like, if 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 the pick don't go the way that I want, it ain't gonna be but like three people that's gonna see my face, and uh, yeah. I wasn't gonna put myself out there for that. Now back then, did they really invite you a lot of people to New York like they do now? No, it wasn't like it is now. Back then, it was I want to say five guys, maybe maybe like t- it wasn't a whole lot. Now they you know now it's like 30, 40 guys. I don't know how many it is. Right. Did you imagine being Aaron Rodgers and waiting till day two? Well, it was so no, he 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 still was day one because oh, that's was right, he was twenty four in day one. But but that's but that's the problem. Like when you go there, you you have you can have your own set of expectations, right? Right. And then when it doesn't go the way you think, because if you think about it, Brent, look, all the people that get drafted in a year, and if you go twenty four, that's early, right? Yeah. But you go in there with certain expectations based off of what people tell you or what you're expecting. And now 24 seems like the second or third round. And 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 so not only are you dealing with that emotionally, but every pick, what were they doing? Putting the camera on them. Right. And and they want to televise that that nervousness and that disappointment. Um, so even if I would have gotten invited to the draft, I would have still been at the house in Newburgh, North Carolina. Yeah, because like you said, that's just not you. You you are who you are. You yep. do what you do, and you don't look for applause or adulations. No. You just do what you do. So, yep, yep. Man, and do I, it while you do it. Hey, definitely, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and just uh, being friends with you and your family. And thank you for all that you've done for us. And uh, thank you for making time out today. I greatly appreciate it. No doubt. You know, anytime you name it, bro. All right. Thank you. Tell everybody I say hello. I will do the same, man.